0: In today's world, it's critical to have a beautiful, custom-designed website to take your business to the next level. So if you're a small business in Colorado, and if you need a website that stands out, check out Pikes Peak Web Design. Pikes Peak Web Design is the easiest way to get an amazing website designed for your business. Don't worry about the hassle of creating it yourself, and work with a local team of experts who's going to walk you through each step of the website design process and make things nice and simple for you. They built our website. Let them build yours. Check them out at pikespeakwebdesign.com. This episode of Attitude Check is brought to you by Altus Professionals. In the business world, first impressions matter. That's why you want to make sure that you're ready when you meet that person who's going to help take you to the next level. They're going to mentor you, help start your company. You want to make sure your style game is on point so you make the right first impression. So, if you're in the market for stylish yet affordable men's professional accessories, I'm talking sunglasses, watches, tie clips, ties, dress socks, you name it, head to Dash professionals that's a l t u s professionals.myshopify.com and make sure you use the promo code ATTITUDE10 for 10% off your entire purchase. They're already really affordable, but make sure you use that promo code to get that extra 10% off. Again, that's altist-professionals.myshopify.com, promo code ATTITUDE10. Make sure you check them out, folks. Hey, everyone. Welcome back
1: to episode 25 of Attitude Check, the business leadership podcast. Today, we have Rachel Fay as a guest. And as you will hear in this episode, Rachel has a very uh, diverse background when it comes to business, but she has a lot of wisdom and a lot of joy, and she was very positive, and Brent and I both left this session feeling just rejuvenated and um, more full of life. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode with Rachel Fay. Endeavor to challenge yourself every single day, engage with your community,
0: effect change, and produce impact. I'm John Mark Ratspinner and I'm Brent Sabati, and this is the Attitude Check Business Leadership Podcast. We have the conversations that young professionals should be having, but aren't.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Attitude Check. Today we have Rachel Fay as a guest. Rachel is the owner of Premier Princess Entertainment.
0: So Rachel, we like to start off with a general icebreaker question. And the question we have for you today is if you had a watch that you could stop time just a single use one time only uh, for 10 minutes what would you do and how would you use it
2: Oh man that's so heavy one time for 10 minutes what 10 minutes is the most valuable 10 minutes ever I I don't know I guess I'll be I wish I could be really profound with it but really I think like if I was on a vacation And, like, a moment was perfect. Those perfect moments where you're, like, on the beach and you, like, forget about everything that's back at home or whatever. Like, the ten minutes before... Those thoughts would come springing back, like, "Oh, I'm a parent because I'm a parent, everybody." <laughs> oh, I'm a parent. Oh, I gotta pay bills or whatever. Like, if, if those thoughts start creeping up, I think I'd stop it and be like, "Okay, let's be a piece a little bit longer." I guess I don't know.
0: <laughs> just get those that little extra ten yeah, minutes before little you have bit to... of
2: extra vacation. <laughs>
0: just before it snaps back to reality and, and the real world struggles exactly. take place.
2: Yes. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a fair answer right there.
1: And I also love those moments when you're in nature and you're like, ah, this is just so right? beautiful.
2: I, I went to yoga once. I do yoga. And the the instructor called those magic moments. That's where you just have to like stop and take a big, deep breath in and out and like recognize like this is a magic moment. Like I'm going to slow time down because that's how we can without a magic watch. Slow time down is by like deliberately taking a breath in and out and slowing that moment down.
1: Yeah. Just being present. Oh, sure. That's yeah. That's why I don't
0: like taking pictures of nature. I know. I like just right. being present in the moment and right. enjoying it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, both of you are coming at me with these, you know, internally deep, <laughs> profound things where I just, you know, go full pop culture, current news reference, and I'd probably just use it to sneak into Area 51. I've got to be honest, that's that's my go-to right now. That's pretty fair. See
2: what's there! Yeah!
0: So I take it you're going to be going in September
1: for the raid? Oh, absolutely. You know, I, <laughs> That's because you can, go. you can outrun those bullets. You just got to run, right? Just
0: zigzag. Serpentine, right? <laughs> That's going to be my strategy. It's only 3000 rounds per minute. See, I, I've practiced. I can do up to four. So I think I'm still in the clear. So up to 4000 rounds per minute. <laughs> That's from one gun. Well, you know, I can try.
2: There's a lot of targets. If you go, then everybody's going, right? Like there's a lot of targets. You're, you're limiting that, uh. The the chances that you'll be shot.
0: Yeah,
1: what are we up to? Like over six hundred thousand people?
0: I think so. It's something like <laughs> that. See, I'll just you know everyone's gonna be storming the front gate or just around. They're never gonna expect an air attack, so I'll just parachute in. <laughs> For the general public listening out there, please do not parachute into Area 51. That would probably be a very bad idea. And please don't participate in the raid on Area 51. That would also
1: be a bad idea.
2: Don't try this at home, folks.
1: Leave it to the professionals. (laughs) That professional is Brent. (laughs) So, Rachel, tell us a little bit about your story. How did you get to where you're at?
2: My story. Well, I am an actress um, I went to school for theater. I graduated and was like, yes, I'm going to go be an actress somewhere. Um, my boyfriend of the time, he's not my husband. That makes it sound like we're not together. We're together. He's just my <laughs> husband now. But at the time, he was my boyfriend. We graduated. We We were headed for Seattle. I found out I was pregnant. We came back home. And... We, I, took a, I took time off from acting to, to mom, and then I was like, how can I possibly get paid to do all this performing that I'm so anxious to do and I'm, I'm so trained to do? Um, so an idea came about that, you know, people hire princesses for parties, and why not me? I, I mean, a, a degree in music theater is pretty much a professional princess, so <laughs> all, the, all the singing and dancing and smiling you can imagine.
0: Is that opinion fairly? Is that a consensus within the the music theater? Oh no! I've, I've
2: talked to all of them. Yes, that's totally. Or that's are legit. people going to resent you for saying
0: that? <laughs> They're like, "Oh, you're. I heard you're a professional princess. Basically, is that right?
2: Okay. I I will say that every music theater person I've approached about the business is like, yes, and every. Actor And I, I do actor with the, like, hmm, like, ooh, I don't do that music theater stuff. Like, I'm, I'm deep in my soul about acting. All of them are like, oh, not so much. So music theater, yes. We live to dance and sing for people.
0: So if you ever want to get on the bass side of an actor, say you're a professional princess.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Call them performers. Performers.
0: Okay. <laughs> professional performer.
2: Yes. It's like, I don't perform.
1: Well, if I ever meet an actor, that is irritating me. Let's call him a performer. <laughs> You're such a great performer. Secrets so of the trade, right? <laughs> yes, that's legit, right there. So take us a little bit deeper into the story of Premier Princess Entertainment.
2: Um Christmas 2016. My husband and I took our daughter to the Christmas and wine festival. So that's a lot of booths parents are downing chocolate martinis like nobody's business. And all the kids are in the corner where there's a couple of princesses entertaining them with stories and songs. And at this point, my daughter is like five months old. Like she's starting to like, we haven't exposed her to a lot of TV or anything, but she's starting to be like mesmerized by watching people. So we went over and my husband, also an actor, the performer type, (laughs) leans over to me and says, ah. I'm so glad we're not the kind of actors who have to take these kinds of jobs. And I kind of laughed at the time, but then like it like it like planted a seed. Like that whole week I was like, but that would be so much fun. Like wouldn't that be fun? Like dressing up as people's favorite characters, a little bit of like cosplay, you get to pretend to be someone and then the kids are enthralled. They think it's really you and you get to sing and you dance. So to me, I it, it, it got planted, I thought about it for a long time, I started talking to my mom about it, and I was very scared to tell anybody this idea. <laughs> um, I think I was telling you, Brent, earlier, that um, there, there was an article in the Colorado Springs Business Journal that the quote that they made big, the one thing that they make big is, I knew I wanted people to pay me to be a princess, and that's not the quote. <laughs>
0: What I had said was
2: I was terrified to tell people that I wanted to dress up as a princess and expected people to pay me to do it. (laughs) Because it was. It was really scary to be like, hey, everybody, including husband that kind of made fun of this idea. I think I could make some money doing this, and I'm going to take that gamble on myself. So... Those, those are the deeper origins of Premier Princess. I took the I took the gamble. I bought three costumes with my mom's supervision and without my husband's knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I admitted it one day and, you know, 12 characters later, eight actresses later, here's where we are.
0: So what was that reaction like when you just, you know, did you just open the closet <sighs> and there those princess gowns were? <laughs> it, it was pretty scary.
2: I mean, it, it was. I mean, it's, it's, It's really vulnerable. It was probably, honestly, in the seven years that I've known my husband, Colton Pratt, it was one of the most vulnerable experiences to sit down and tell him, like, I have a business idea and I really want you to get behind me on this. (laughs) (laughs) I will dress up as a princess and people will pay me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think, see, even though you said they kind of miss, they messed up the quote i feel like that's more in the spirit of being a princess it's like i'm gonna do this and people are going to pay me for it. right
2: that's the confidence that should be behind a business idea so anybody reading that who wanted to start their own business i really hope it inspired them (laughs) i knew i wanted to be a princess and expected
1: people to pay me to do it (laughs) so two years later you said you have eight actresses
2: yes we've hired eight actresses at this point Um, A lot of them were over the summer because we we like to cast professional performers. Um, There are some, oh man, this sounds like I'm downing people, but there are some companies that hire a lot of cosplayers that just own the costumes. It's a lot cheaper for them and the cosplayers are kind of excited to be able to pretend to be who they emulate, but ultimately we pride ourselves in having professional performers, people who have... Um, education and background in performing so a lot of us are doing shows at a certain time so the more of us there are the more we can do parties Um, there was a time where it was me my partner and uh, one of our best friends and we were all in shows all at the same time and we couldn't book anything so that's when we're like we need to hire some more actresses
0: so overall has it been a challenging process to find people who are kind of you know up to that standard who can do all of the professional acting and singing and dancing?
2: It kind of is. I mean, you know, what, what I was referencing earlier, there's a lot of actors who kind of look down on that. They kind of think of it as like a party clown or something. And then on the other hand, there are I have some actresses who are I'm pretty sure they would pay me to do it. Like they're just so excited to wear the costumes (laughs) (laughs) and pretend to be the Disney princesses they've always uh, looked up to. And those are, I mean, those those are our actresses that we really love having in the company. They're, they're so excited. They volunteer their time um, for, for charity and fundraiser events. Um, We have approached some, some actors that we know in the community and, and it's just not their thing They're like, I don't, Deal well with kids. I'm not good at improv, and I don't have a lot of interest. And it's like, then this is not for you, <laughs> because that's a lot of dealing with kids and improv-ing um, as characters. And and the, the people that we've collected, I think, um, they're they're really great. I mean, we the one thing that we really try to strive for is musical authenticity. We want to have princesses who can really sing. That seems like the thing. We don't care about size, color, whatever. Uh, we really just want to have talented. Uh, performers who are good with kids and who can sing the songs
0: i mean that totally makes sense when you look at today's you know kind of movie scene with all the popular princesses. All of them, there's there's a song component in oh, everything. Oh, for so sure. you really can't escape that. No,
2: it's those older princesses. Like, Belle doesn't have a song. Do you know that? Belle doesn't have her own song.
0: <laughs> oh, that's weird. I didn't think right? that.
2: Right? She doesn't have her solo song. So we've had to, like, create a solo song for her. Like, <laughs> she, she sings the parts of uh, Belle that's like, bonjour, bonjour. Like, we've created a song for her that's her song. But yeah, those older actresses, they don't have that, like, quintessential song, but, like, Elsa oh my gosh let it go right like that is riot starting <laughs> right. it really is oh my gosh we did the down syndrome walk uh, last weekend it was like the my phone was slow and it wasn't loading the music and like legitimately like riot like Elsa 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 it was great
0: people just starting little six year old girls <laughs> playing, <laughs> um, angry, oh, forming an angry mob because ambitious. you're not singing yeah, that's, that's super, I, I can just imagine that. And that's hilarious and terrifying at the same time. <laughs> so obviously the, the business you created, it's pretty unique. You don't really see that, you know, business model with that type of authenticity in a lot of places. And even, you know, coming from a, an acting background where you're just going to pick up and move to a different city and, you know, do, you know, you mentioned the starving actor thing before. so. What was your thought process taking these risks and trying something new and what kind of advice would you give for people who maybe are unsure about what they want to try and if it's worth attempting?
2: For me, so much of it was that I, I wanted to find something that was fun and implemented what I was good at and that someone would pay me to do. I think there's like a, there's like a Venn diagram that shows that, like what you wanna do, what you're good at, what people will pay you to do, and like right in the middle is that sweet spot, uh, where you should find that thing that does all of that. And for acting, you know, we, my husband and I, we get paid jobs. We do work for theaters that pay us, but it's, it's still, it's still a hobby that pays us. It's not anything that we could live on. So we still need to have our daytime jobs and, and the the regular work grind. So I was really trying to break out of that. I'm like, how can I develop something that would pay me to be what I'm good at doing um, and that's I mean my husband with his his snide remark kind of planted that that in me where it's like you know I was never <laughs> I was never the teenage girl that was singing Disney princess songs that was not who I was growing up I I had those friends and that was great for them but I stopped watching Disney movies when I was you know, a young teenager and I, you know, I picked them back up since being a mom, but it was something that I really had to get back into when I wanted to start this business. But that wasn't who I was. Um, Being a Disney princess was never my my big dream or anything. But it just, uh, the idea came into my head and it it spoke to all of those things that I wanted to do. I wanted to sing and dance. I wanted to perform. I wanted to get paid regularly to do it. And, you know, at a certain point, you just have to I mean, you have to think about those things and you have to think, is it, is it possible? Could people pay me to do this? And if so, why am I not doing that?
0: Yeah, I think it's really important to kind of segment it like that to really find uh, what you want to do and your kind of career path down that line. Because a lot of people we (coughs) talk to, they mention, you know, "I'm, I'm just not sure what I want to do because they're just literally have a bucket full of a thousand different things. Sure. And just trying to pick that one little thing out of the bucket. Well, right? sure. And
2: they're, they're trying to pick from something that's already created. Mm. Um, your job might not be created yet. You might be the one to have to do that.
0: Yeah, that's actually, I didn't really think about <laughs> that honestly. <laughs> so with the type of <laughs> business model you're doing, it's pretty much, you know, you, like you said, you created the idea from scratch. So, what was the biggest challenge in creating a, a brand new business, a brand new concept, and making it work?
2: The challenge, biggest challenge, <laughs> uh, biggest challenge for any business is just letting people know you exist. <laughs> I was I was very naive when I when I went into it. I I made my site, and it was like you know no one could access it. And I remember the day that I'm like launch, press that button, and I'm like bring them in. Like people are gonna want this. And I'm like sitting there and being like, why don't people know I exist yet? And I started Google searching like princesses in Colorado Springs. And I was like on like page number six. I'm like, what am I doing over there? Like, <laughs> like I am ready and willing and the best at this. So like, how how do I get people to know I exist? Um, and of course, paying for ads and everything would, would certainly um, bring someone up. But, you know, starting out, not everybody has that kind of budget. So we just devoted ourselves to a lot of charity and fundraiser work just to let people know we were there. Okay. Um, and that spurred into parties of people who were at the events, and then those spurred into five-star reviews, which the people who were at those parties wanted to have that party too. So just, um, it's a slow start. I think it's, I think that's the toughest thing for any starting business, anybody going out on their own is how can people know that I exist, that this is the product and the service that I'm willing to offer.
0: So you really took a kind of a <clears throat> grassroots, natural approach to spread awareness for your business. Then you just got out there in the community and basically <laughs> showed yourself.
2: Right, exactly. I mean, I, I, was, I was confident in what, at the time, me alone, and then when I brought in some other people, I was really confident in what we had. I was confident that if people saw it, they would want it. And I also just did not have a Google Ads budget.
0: <laughs>
2: a pay per click budget was not where I was at when I first started
0: out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's right. totally fair. A lot of people, you know, are under the assumption that any kind of digital advertising is super cheap, but that can add up pretty quick. Oh, or, pretty quick. Yeah. You know, especially if you're just trying to keep expenses low, that, that makes sense. You know, sometimes you just have to hit the pavement and, and get out there. So, you mentioned that. You were on this path to go into acting, and then you found out you're pregnant, which would be terrifying to a lot of people. Not sure how you exactly <laughs> felt at the time. Terrified. <laughs> so obviously now you're raising your daughter. Um, how how's that life? How do you balance being a parent and also pursuing not only your dream of acting and theater, but starting a business and building that up from scratch sure.
2: no it is oh it's so hard oh <laughs> parents out there it's so hard um it really is i mean because it, it's just like just like anything you really want it's got to be really deliberate and the person that you're working with be it a parent or be it uh your partner your uh whatever i mean it's got to. you really you you really lean on some people i mean my i would not be able to be doing what i'm doing without my husband he would not be able to do what he's doing he's also an actor and he he acts pretty regularly and it really it counts on both of us both of us wanting the dream for each other um, that's that's what it really takes um, if if I were going at it alone I'm sure I'd find a way and I'm sure there is a way but it certainly has been easier having not only the support of my husband but support of my mom who's four blocks away and and wants this every much as every bit as much as I do um, it's just that support system of of finding people who are going to allow you to follow that dream, and if they're not going to allow you, I'm sure there's a way to do it. I mean, we we just got her in the in preschool for the first time this year, and Ooh, oh, oh my gosh, that time when she is gone, that I'm like that is work time for me. <laughs> like it is very hard to answer emails and answer the questions of a three year old girl, but it is possible. I mean, it's just. Friends who don't have kids who tell me that they don't have time to do things, I just want to shake them. I'm like, of course you do. Of course you have the time to do it. You're just like sitting around. You insist on that, like, leisure time, which is fine, but that's when you do it. When you don't have that leisure time anymore, that's when you're like, oh, right, time is very valuable, and I used to have very much of it. You will find the time if you want it.
0: So you have to get really efficient with with time blocking and scheduling and everything like that. for
2: sure. I mean, leisure time is great, but it's also it's also time very much wasted if you really want to do something. If you don't, that's fine. Like, enjoy binging Netflix. That's great. I love doing that too every now and again. But really, like, that is some valuable time. If you really have a goal and you really want it, that's when you'll
1: do it. Yeah, that's definitely true. I'm curious. So, with college, uh, you went for performing arts?
2: I was a music theatre major.
1: Music theatre major. So with that, it's a little bit more of a trade and a skill. So what value was college to you?
2: Oh, man. I had some, my hardest classes were in my music theater major. Like we, like, and I I, I know, it seems like we're just like standing up and singing and whatever. <laughs> like, I mean, that's true. There's a lot of that. But ultimately, like, those were some of my hardest classes, my hardest grading, my hardest papers that I had to write. I think it's so, you know, we, we have gen eds and you you kind of, dip a toe in every subject. I don't know about everybody else's college experience, but I felt like that was pretty rudimentary and and that even the professors were kinda of like, Yeah, we know you don't wanna be here and like just show up, take the tests or whatever. But and anything that you really want to do, I mean my professors took it seriously. I mean like our, our attendance was was uh required. Our our reputation was huge. I mean, the people who you were in class with, your professors, were the people who were casting you. If you weren't showing the work ethic in class, you weren't getting cast. Hmm. Like, it's, I mean, it was a daytime job and a nighttime job. If you were doing well in class, you were getting cast in the shows in the evening. Um, so it was very much about reputation. I think that's where I really learned to work hard because I'm like, Oh my gosh, this professor isn't just some professor. Like he's casting next week's show. Like I really need him to see that I work hard and that I'm reliable and that I care. Oh man. My work ethic definitely came from college.
0: So being a, a theater major in college, I'm assuming there weren't a lot of business classes in your curriculum.
2: Not at all.
0: So not having that, you know, quote unquote, formal business background, how did you, what was your process to start your own business? I'm sure, you know, there was some run up in a lot of learning that was involved. Um, so what kind of resources did you use? What kind of processes did you have anyone who kind of helped you out and taught you the business side as you went along?
2: Google. <laughs> I definitely embarked on Google a couple times. Um, the major thing at first uh, was, I mean, the basic was just registering my business. Um, I wanted to be able to be paid to do it and I wanted it to be a registered business. So I registered that with IRS. Um, in Colorado, that is a free process. Um, and then I opened my business account using the, the uh, ID number that I got from the registered business. You cannot open a business account without that. So you need to register your business before you get your bank account. And then after that, a lot of Googling. I mean, like every step of the way, I'm like, oh man, like someone, uh, someone auditioned for us who is a minor. Like, how do I go about like uh, casting her or hiring her if I really wanted to. Uh, so a lot, of, a lot of business questions like that I definitely left up to Google and a lot of sample contracts um, I could find on, on the internet and, and um, sort of just really self-taught. But I, I feel like, you know, when you self-teach it's kind of out of passion. So I feel like I, I accumulated a lot of information.
1: Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Whenever I do self-education as opposed to classroom learning, I usually retain a lot more because I was actually looking for
2: it. Right. Exactly. It's a lot more deliberate. It's a deliberate learning.
0: Yeah. So if you had to give one piece of advice as far as what not to do or a pitfall to look out for if someone's starting their own business and they're not really sure what to do, what would you say that is?
2: Doubt. -doubt. Self-doubt. You are going to be as successful as you want to be. And that sounds so simple, but I really think that's the secret of life. Um, my, Right at the beginning of starting this, my mom was my biggest cheerleader. Uh, she sent me this, podcast is a bad word, I mean, not bad word, but it's a bad term for this video because this guy is back from like the 50s, like Earl Nightingale mm-hmm. has this wonderful <laughs> video, um, you can find it on YouTube, very motivational, Earl Nightingale, um, where he talks about like the difference between success and failure and the main difference being like your, your thought, like you are what you think. If you think, I am going to run a successful business, this is my goal, every decision that you make is going to lead you to that. If you think, I would love to own a business, but man, is that going to be hard? Every decision that you make is going to be based on that thought. That's the difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is what are you thinking? Are you thinking this is where I want to get and I'm going to get there? Then you're probably going to get there. Are you thinking that's where I want to go? but I really can't do it, that's where you're gonna be. I mean, it, you you become what you think about. So thinking about self-doubt as you start a business is business suicide. <laughs> and allowing people to give you doubt is business suicide. You need to surround yourself by incredibly supportive people. You need to constantly see the potential of your own business. If you don't, no one else
0: will. Yeah, and that's an awesome message. I watched a video recently with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, I think he's pretty much along the same lines, but he talks about how he hates having a plan B because he's like, if you have a plan B, every thought you have about plan B or every action you put to set up plan B, it's just taking away energy from plan A. So if you really authentically want plan A to succeed, Then don't have a plan B because at that point you know you're kind of splitting your commitments and you're splitting uh, your time and energy and focus between the two. So, yeah, that's for me personally that's a concept that logically I understand, but it's really hard to grasp to just you know take that that jump off the cliff and be like, no matter how bad I feel, I'm all in on this. So yeah, it's definitely. I practice. totally
2: understand that. I mean, I honestly, I suggest starting with a small goal, like something totally like attainable that seems hard, like climbing Pikes Peak or something. <laughs> Any goal that you put in your mind and you really authentically, full-heartedly want it, you're going to get it. There's just no way. If you want to climb Pikes Peak, that's something you really, really want to do. You've lived here your whole life and you haven't done it. That. That's me. I've lived here my whole life and I've never climbed Pikes Peak. <laughs> but if I really wanted to... It would happen. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just no way. Like, I mean, when you really want something, you don't just sit around. I mean, it's, it's so easy to, to blame circumstance, to blame others, to blame the economy, to blame your parents, to blame your partner. It's so easy. It is so much harder to take control of your own life and make decisions. That's the hard thing to do. The sec, like, oh man, those first, those first three characters that I bought... Was like, oh, I felt like I was leaping. But if you leap, the net will appear. Take the leap.
0: Never did. Did you make that up yourself? <laughs> no, I've never no that's a
2: famous before. quote. It's so famous, I don't even know who said it. Leap, and the net will appear.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to Google this after to
1: figure out who that was from. Rachel, we're gonna transition more into our bullet questions. <laughs> so, recommend one book.
2: A Heartbreaking Work of Staggering Genius by Dave Eggers or uh, The Unbearable Lightness of Being by Milan Kundera. They're both beautiful books. It has nothing to do with business, (laughs) (laughs) but I promise they're beautiful books.
1: What is one resource that's helpful for you in everyday life?
2: Squarespace. This is business related. If you know nothing about technology, which is me, Squarespace, I promise has not paid me to say this. I wish they would. (laughs) Um, If you know nothing about technology, Squarespace is the website builder for you. It is beautiful, clean websites. You need to know absolutely nothing going into it except what you are trying to sell. And if you happen to want to make it a tad bit fancier, you can look up codes pretty easily. I know nothing about technology. I need to emphasize that. I know nothing about coding, but I have looked up some codes for my site that has made it really personalized and beautiful Squarespace. Please pay me.
0: (laughs) Squarespace, if you're listening sponsor Rachel Fad Premier Princess Entertainment.
1: (laughs) Rachel, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast.
2: It has been so much fun. Thank you very much.
1: Uh, So share one parting piece of guidance, the best way to connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye.
2: The best way to connect with me. My name is Rachel Fay. I own Premier Princess Entertainment. You can find both of those names on Facebook. Uh, PremierPrincessEntertainment.com is our website. We're also on Instagram at Premier Princess Entertainment. And our number is 719 9403 Looking forward to hearing from you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you again for being yeah, on the podcast. It was, it was great. It was encouraging and yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't think we could end that on a bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I hope you got what you needed. <laughs> this is John Mark and this is Brent signing off. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of attitude check. Brent and I both really enjoyed having Rachel as a guest. She has a lot of joy and a lot of wisdom um, and they unique perspective on business just kind of opened our eyes again and um, helped us to continue with that growth learning mindset. And hey, if you have a party coming up, be sure to check out Premier Princess Entertainment. Be sure to tap that subscribe button because let's face it, you know you want to. And like us on Facebook to stay up to date on all things Attitude Check. Check back every first, third, and fourth Tuesday of the month for a new episode of Attitude Check. And stay tuned, because later in November, we have an absolutely incredible guest. Thanks so much, and we will catch you next time.